Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Noggin Zone and today we are turning Sahara Desert green. Yes, we're doing it. And uh, uh, I mean, green in the case, I mean, planting trees and doing various stuff that would make it into, I mean, uh, a rainforest? No, 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 not a rainforest, but a forest maybe. Just planting more trees would make it green, isn't it? But is it possible to do it in the first case? Now, talking about Sahara, it's a really big place. And yeah, that's how you say it. It's Sahara, not Sahara or anything that Americans butcher it. I mean, I know they do it, but yeah. So talking about the Sahara Desert, it's a really big desert at this point of time. I mean, it was definitely a rainforest thousands of years ago, like like millions of years ago it was a rainforest and it got desertified and it turned into a desert now talking about this desert this is a really big area it it, it is equal to mainland america so it has a lot of country in it like algeria libya egypt mauritania uh lima uh, not lima fucking hell mali mali i said lima god damn it Nigeria. Did you say Nigeria? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, Nigeria is not a desert, to be honest. It's just the northern part, just borderlines into a desert. It's like an arid region. And it is part of countries who are trying to uh, plant more trees in these areas just to build the Great Green Wall. Now, I'll come to it. Hey, you idiot. Don't want to say who I am. Uh, by the way, this is my friend Adeola. Uh, he's my friend and he stays with me. Uh, well, there are a few more creatures like this. Uh, but he's one of them. And he is a farmer from Nigeria. And that's why he got just emotional when I said Nigeria. Yeah, that is good. Relax, man. Relax. You're going to be here for a while now. This is just a start. And you'll be there. And many of the people around my house will come to this podcast just to disturb me and ask a few questions but you can ask me a few questions you can go to my email it will be in the description you can go to my uh, instagram handle that's noggin zone podcast and ask me any questions if if you want to and definitely uh make an episode on it maybe you know if that's a good enough question here for the basic question that how can we geoengineer this whole uh i mean say a vast desert now how can we do it now First of all, we have to plant trees. Yep, that's the basic thing that we have to do. And the only thing, I guess, uh, is to plant more trees. To do it, we need a few things, right? That is water, maybe a little bit of fertile soil. I mean, we have a lot of soil there, but it's not fertile enough. And what else? What else? What else? Yep, that's the most important thing is water. Uh, a way to reach that point. So we have to build roads, road networks, and maybe, you know, clear up a lot of soil and you know actually maintaining this roads and desert is a very hectic job you can ask people from dubai that's not a good thing and usual dust storms would cover up this road and you know now comparing all these things uh and joining this adding it up it would give us an estimate about two trillion dollars a year and yeah uh the countries that we are talking uh it will be some of the poor countries so best of luck with that because 
no country would allow a trillion, two trillion dollar per year plan. Um, let's keep that thing aside. This this is not going to happen after all because you know these countries don't have this much of amount of money, where even people are struggling to make. Some of the people, not everyone, of course, have been. I've not been to there, but I know I've seen documentaries of these African countries. But yeah, let's put a full stop on it. The basic thing is about water. How can we bring in water? Now, people say that we can desalinate it, and that's the only option that we have because to bring in huge amount of water from Nile would be that we are uh, bringing in drought to the people who who do uh, you know kind of survive from the Nile, who live across the bank of the River Nile. It's it's not a good thing. Just scratch it. We can just use desalinate water now desalination is a really expensive method and it's a kind of slow process um, we can use solar energy for it because you know there's a lot of solar energy it's near the equator so of course a lot of solar radiation and it can actually we can use it like you know we can use water from the sea which has a lot of salt in it so take it and then we just evaporate it and then condense it again so that salt and water are different differentiated so that looks like a good plan so look at the water part is done now what kind of trees can we use we should use trees that are uh, uh, you know acquainted uh, not acquainted i mean i forgot the word acclimatized yep acclimat acclimat oh man god damn it acclimatized uh to uh the temperature that Africa has uh, the northern African countries are really hot and not so humid so I guess uh, eucalyptus would be a good option and many other trees are of course there now eucalyptus is a good option because you know the oils uh, from it are really uh, has an economic importance and uh, even uh, the pulp from the tree can be used to make paper so again that's a really good thing sounds like a good thing right you know, using water from desalinated seawater. So we are turning seawater into fresh water. And then again, covering the whole Sahara Desert, which is hot, dry, and has no life, right? Kind of because there is not much life in these arid regions, uh, except from some rattlesnakes and some mouse. But, but keep it aside, it would actually increase in biodiversity in these places. But talked about the negative effects there are a pretty lot of them but before we talk about the benefits of course uh, some estimates say that if we are able to convert the whole sahara desert into a forest or like plant trees everywhere in the sahara desert we would be able to fix about 8 million tons of atmospheric carbon carbon dioxide by just planting trees so it's of course a good news and mr beast uh, you can do it i mean if you have two trillion dollars every yeah and the second thing is that of course it would generate a lot of economy for these countries because you know forest is a good part of economy it gives us a lot of things rubber uh you know i said eucalyptus oil pulp making furniture wood timber and all these different things so yeah it looks like a pretty good deal right no 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 what's bad about it there are two major things that is like really bad about it now the first thing is that if you know that the central african region is uh, full of green vegetation 
and a lot of the soil and nutrients come from the Sahara Desert. Now let me explain you. The wind patterns and wind currents usually cause a dust storm in the Sahara Desert and usually the soil which has a lot of nutrients in would be carried away with this wind and would finally settle in the places like the Democratic uh, Republic of Congo and other different countries where there is a lot of vegetation. Once the Sahara Desert is afforested and there would be no dust storms, it means that there would be no nutrient-rich nutrient soil reaching to the Democratic Republic of Congo and different other countries in the Central Africa, which would mean that there would be not a lot of forest and a lot of, not, lot of diversity would be destroyed in these countries. Not only Central Africa, we are also talking about the Amazon rainforest. Yes, across the oceans, we can find, uh, the people have found out that uh, a lot of nutrients that actually uh, the Amazon has is actually from the Sahara Desert, which means that the Sahara Desert's soil is actually carried away by winds and it rains down on the Amazon rainforest, which makes us fertile and rich. So we are talking about destruction of Amazon rainforest in order to make another human uh, grown uh, rainforest kind of thing, which is, which is not a good thing because, you know, Amazon, it's, it's, it's working good. Let's keep it alive and it'll work good. The big thing is about the locust infestation and the plague that this locust will cause. Now, locust is a kind of an insect, if you don't know. Now, we have seen this in a lot of films, I guess, the biblical plague, you know, and uh, it would cause a lot of problem because this locust can eat, they are like two grams insect, like they merely weigh anything, they merely weigh anything, they are like two grams of organisms, but they eat like two grams of food every day. So it means that a human, if there's human like weighing around 65 kilos, he might eat 65 kilos of food, which is just absurd. Now, talking about these locusts, these organisms and these uh, flies, kind of, it looks like grasshopper. These, these insects, when they lay their eggs, the maximum rate of survival of these eggs depend upon if there is rain in the regions in Sahara and the Middle East. And usually, these are the places where these locusts lay eggs. So if there is rain and the temperature goes down during the winter or during the summer and the soil is still wet, the, the rate of their survival increases. And when this happens, they move in swarms. And these swarms are like a ton in weight and they, 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 they can fly up to like, what, 100 kilometers a day? They are insane. And... As I, as I said, you'd like an average swarm can weigh up to a ton. So if they weigh a ton, they also eat a ton of food. And I'm not talking about like ton, like literally one ton of surplus food. They can just gobble it down a day, which is which is insane. And it would like literally feed 10 elephants or 2,500 human beings. That definitely doesn't look like a good plan do you think? And if it, people say that uh, the rate of cyclones may increase in this region, like we have, ne we don't uh, usually listen to like storms in maybe Dubai or or, or not a lot of storms in 
India because because you know in order for cyclones to actually happen we need a condensed humid upper atmosphere and a hot kind of a dry and really hot land so that's the reason why cyclones actually take place we don't know the actual scientific reasoning behind it but that's the basic condition or circumstances under which these cyclones happen at this point of course the sahara is dry but even the air above it near the like in the atmosphere it's still dry so there is not a lot of cooling taking place so you need a cool upper part and a hot lower part as a cell in order for a cyclone to occur but if we you know convert this sahara desert into a rainforest it means we have a colder upper stratosphere and a really like kind of a hot a near near hot uh, lower level which means more cyclone which is not a good thing so yeah putting that all into perspective uh i don't think we have to or we need to uh make a human rainforest especially in the sahara where even if it's dry if it's barren we need it we kind of need it because you know it's uh fertilizing different forest and because of it a lot of forests actually are present till now because of their uh, nutritional values i guess but there is an also another effort taking place especially in the southern countries in the southern african like north african countries but the southern regions of the sahara where they are building like a green wall and they're spending billions of dollars especially senegal is doing like really good they they made like i guess 11 million trees in 2000 uh back in 2017 i guess 11 million trees just to, and this would be a horizontal wall just made up of green cover uh which would dissect the country and would differentiate the sahara desert from rest of the africa so it would be a 8000 km long green wall uh which would be like 15 km in diameter and it's a really good thing to do when we're talking about uh, you know the, we should stop the expansion of this uh desert because you know it's going to cause a lot of problem if it keeps expanding and it is expanding uh so it shouldn't that's the reason why the green wall is actually built by different countries and different countries come together and they are doing it so yeah that's it for today uh i mean let's just build the green wall rather than just you know terraforming the whole sahara desert let it be how it is it's again it's a great place and also holds a different kind of biodiversity a lot of snakes as i said a lot of birds which hunt on them it's an amazing place so let it be how it is and uh, maybe we can plant trees in our backyards or somewhere where we can actually do it rather than just spending trillions of dollars doing setting up desalination plants which is absurd thank you guys thank you for listening keep exploring and keep learning